Target has everything for last-minute Easter fun. Get decor delivered to your door with same-day delivery. Or grab basket building and brunching faves with free drive-up. Easter. Easy as Target. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. All right, all right, all right. So let's try this again. Like I see, uh, technology just never wants you to be great when you're talking about some fantastic topics. So as I was saying, I do apologize for the delayed start of the show. Anybody that's in Houston, if you know, it is storming down here. So I had no power up until about maybe it's been about 25 minutes now. So I, of course, y'all know I had to push the show back. Um, but I could not, I could not push this this conversation back because baby, when I tell you, I'm so excited about tonight's conversation. Whoo! I may ruffle some feathers tonight. I may piss some men off. I may piss some women off. But hey, like the old folks say, it's better to be pissed off than to be pissed on. But y'all already know before I get started, I definitely, 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 definitely want to continue and do my mental health check-in. So let me know if you can hear me now. I hope you can. <laughs> I think everything's good. I tested the microphone to make sure everything was great. Um, but y'all already know at the start of every show, y'all know I love to do my mental health check-ins. Hey, B, what's going on? Good to see you, my love. Hey. Oh, let me go ahead. Um, B, so y'all do know, so y'all know I do talk about current events. So I just want to throw this out really quickly as I do my mental health check-in. So Derek Chauvin is scheduled to be sentenced January, I mean, no, not January, June the 25th. So, hey, big brother Will. Hey, y'all don't forget, tap in with my boy, big brother Will. He has two podcasts. He has the ADHD Hour as well as the Black Milled Podcast. This is the guy that y'all see me with all the time, that anytime I have gentlemen on the show, is always my big brother will so y'all tune in with him like i say adhd our podcast as well as the black male podcast you will see him on upcoming episodes of black girl interrupted so y'all stay tuned honey but like i say Derek chauvin is is due to be sentenced june the 25th they are shooting for 30 years but the defense is wanting a retrial. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it real quick. Because this picture will forever, ever, 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 ever be legendary. I promise you. This, this post will forever be legendary. I, I, that, that picture, that face, you know, I'm just like, you got exactly what you deserve, sir. You got exactly what you deserve. I hope you are sentenced to 30 years or possibly more. I, I hope so. 
because you you owe that you know that family deserves that you know but again i'm not going to get overzealous and too excited simply because again we still have three more police officers that still are due to go on trial in august so uh until that happens like i say i'm not gonna get excited not yet i'm not gonna get excited just yet so until that happens i'm not gonna relish in it so b that is for you baby <laughs> right 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 so brandon say what even if there's to retrial the evidence seems pretty darn clear to me right but they feel like so according to the defense attorneys they feel like he really was not given a fair trial due to what was put out in the media they feel like the media played a big played a major role as to why there was a conviction anyway so but they want a retrial um but like i say the prosecution they are shooting for 30 years they want him to be sentenced 30 years I feel like 30 years is not enough, but hey, we can't complain. We cannot complain. I just want justice. You know, I want justice for the Floyd family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they did ask for probation. Thank you, big brother Will, um, for that. So basically, they want him to they want him to be able to get away with murder and, and be able to and go home. Basically. So George Floyd's life. Um, does not matter to Derek Chauvin that basically the example that they're trying to set is, hey, it's okay to kill people even though you're a police officer and you were sworn in to protect and serve. So uh, let's just give you probation for standing on a man's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. That's basically what they're saying. So y'all already know I, I talk about current events. Um, y'all know anything's that um cross my my heart or my mind you know i'm gonna speak it on black girl interrupted despite how people feel you know but uh big brother will brandon i'm telling you this picture will forever be legendary that will forever be legendary i loved it i smiled because for in that one moment that smug look was rubbed right off of his face You know. You're right, B. We absolutely cannot catch a break. You can't win for losing. So that's why, you know, I, I told people when, when the verdict came in and he was found guilty on all three um counts. That's why I told y'all, don't get too excited. You know, a lot of people were saying, Oh, it's it's a small step. No, they should have made an example out of the police officers that beat Rodney King. You know, they should have made an example out of George Zimmerman. They should have made an example out of the police officers that killed Sean Bell. They should have made an example out of the police officers that killed Amadou Diallo. So, I mean, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So I don't understand why Derek Chauvin is an exception to the rules. You stood on a man's neck. I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. You kneeled on a man's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds and you feel like you are old probation no absolutely not you murdered somebody 
You do the crime, you do the time. And I think that rule should apply for everybody, not just regular people, not just for regular everyday people. So I wanted to mention that, like I said, he's due to be sentenced June the 25th. Um, I will definitely, definitely tap in with everybody on that day because um, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about what his sentence is. You know, is it fair? Does it fit the crime? Or did he just get a slap on the wrist? So I absolutely want to have that conversation um, on June the 25th once the sentence comes down. So, yeah. But on another note, y'all drop it, tap in. Let me know how y'all are feeling. And you know what? Without further ado, I'm not going to delay tonight's topic. I'm ready to jump right on into it. Ooh, it's going to get spicy. And let me see. Who am I going to upset tonight? Is it going to be... The men or the women? Who knows? But y'all know. This is absolutely a conversation that we need to have in regards to um, black men. Like I said, the whole month of June, I am celebrating the black man. So every conversation, every topic in June will be in regards to black men. Yes, it does apply to white men, Asian men, Hispanic men. But right now, I'm talking about black men. I'm talking to my brothers. And I'm also talking to my sisters. So without further ado, you know what? Let's go and jump into tonight's topic. Ooh. So tonight, y'all, we are talking about black fathers. Are they deadbeats? Or is it a case of the bit of baby mama syndrome? Mm, mm, mm. Baby. <laughs> Boy, you know, I, and, and let me say this. So as I said, before we jump into tonight's conversation, let me, let me give y'all the background on these topics for this month. So each and every episode I sit down and, and I relate to each and every, every conversation that we have on Black Girl Interrupted. Um, so I do see a lot of videos that come across on social media in regards to deadbeat dads or, or bitter baby mamas. You know, I've seen um, the videos where the baby mama was upset because the dad took the, the baby girl to go get her hair braided and they recorded the mama cutting the baby's hair, you know, cutting the braids out of the baby's hair. Now, that if that ain't no bitter shit, I don't know what it is, you know. So I say, you know what? I say it's time for us to have this conversation because... There is a myth in regards to black men being fathers. And I do want to remove that stigma. You know, I am doing another episode in regards to um, black fathers and sons relationships as well as black daughter um, and father relationships. But this one here really kind of hits close to home for me um, because I have two dead i have three children three baby daddies and two of them are deadbeats you know um if i could say that and and my, my baby girl her dad uh, i wouldn't say he's all the way a deadbeat but you know he tipping on that seesaw to be called that but anyway so anyhow jumping into tonight's conversation again we are talking about deadbeats or a case of the bitter baby mama syndrome. Who, boy, boy, boy. 
So let's go ahead and kick it off. Like I said, y'all already know I, I come with information. I come with videos. I come with guests. I come with all of that. So I want to play this video in regards to Debbie Dads. This is a classic, classic piece that everybody has seen. And, you know, I, I'm going to try not to get emotional watching this. You know what? Let's wait. Let's wait. Let me hold off on that. Let, let's, let's get into the meat of this. You know, let, let's talk about this. Let, let's talk about again. We're talking about deadbeats or a case of the bitter baby mama syndrome. Boy, boy, boy. Mm, 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 mm. So this is what we do. We are going to debunk the absent black father. Let's debunk the myths that they have for the absent black father. Let's, 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 let's tap into that right now. So that goes to the question. We're going to refute the step, the stereotype of the absent black father. So, and you can look this up and I should have posted it, but according to the CDC, and I want to say this was, uh, done back in 2019, black fought 2.7 million black fathers are in the household with their children 2.7 million leaving 1.7 million that are not in the household and these are stats done by the cdc as well as the census bureau so you can't argue with facts you can't order, you can't argue with stats. They say 73% black men have either bathed, dressed, or put their child to sleep. 60% white, 45% Hispanic. So you don't you want to refute that? I mean, you, you want to go against that? Look it up. Because you can't you can't dispute facts, you cannot dispute numbers. So black men are active. I'm not saying that there are not deadbeat fathers, but 2.7 million, that's a lot of dads, a lot of black fathers that are in their children's lives, that are in the household. Then you have 1.7 million that are not in the household, but are still active in their children's lives when it comes to black men. That's a hell of a lot of men. That's a hell of a lot of men. Hey, big brother. Big brother say, <laughs> right on. But you, you cannot, you have, we have to refute the stereotype when it comes to stats. According to the Census Bureau, when they come by to, to check the number, the black man, the father, household is not considered a household. They look more at the mother because that's the child's permanent address. Again, you can't, you can't dispute me on numbers. You can't dispute me on facts. Google that and you will see exactly what I'm saying. Please Google it. Let's continue to have this debate because I'm so sick and tired of them saying black men don't take care of their children and they do. Again. I'm not disputing the fact that there are black men that do not 
take care of their children? Because there are, as well as white men, as well as Asian men, as well as Hispanic men, as well as Indian men, and all the other nationalities that do not take care of their children. But it's always the black man that's put on the front by saying black men don't take care of their children. All they do is make babies and leave. Again, part of that is fact and the other part is fiction because, again, let's talk about the fathers. First, let, let me say this. I want to celebrate the fathers that do take care of their children. If I were to go through my friends list on Facebook, we will be here all night. Because I do want to celebrate the men that stepped up, even though they dealing with a bitter baby mama. That still try to fight to co-parent to make sure that they are active in their child's life. So I salute those fathers. Now the ones that don't do for their children. You can go play in traffic barefoot and walk on glass. Let me say that. That's what you could do because you wonder why these children grow up and they're so bitter. You wonder why these, these boys, some of them, not all of them grow up and walk out on their own children. Moms, you got to hold yourself accountable in this one too. Especially if you are the reason why. The father's not allowed to step in and raise the child with you. So that's where tonight's conversation comes from. You know, it, it, it's the back and forth, you know, because it fits the narrative. You know, it's, it's so it fits what the media puts out. You know, oh, the, the black mothers, oh, they're, they're forced to take care. Some of them aren't. I mean, some of them don't have a choice. Let's say the father passes away. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the mothers that make it difficult for the fathers to stay active in a child's life because you're upset because the relationship ended. Or because he, you know, he's moved on. Or you forced him to leave the home. Because you can't have your way. Yes, we black women, we are selfish, baby. We are vindictive. We do that. But y'all not ready to have that conversation. You know, y'all on it. But we're bitter. We're vindictive. When we don't get our way, guess what? The child is caught in the game. The middle is a pawn in the game. But at some point, women, you got to take accountability for who you lay down and have babies with. If you knew he wasn't shit before, you got pregnant. Did you really think he was going to change after you had the baby? Who ready to have it? Oh, I thought somebody said something. Baby, I thought they was ready to have that conversation. I thought they was ready. Hey, sissy. Girl, I'm getting started tonight. We, we doing deadbeats versus bitter baby mama syndrome. And I'm here to refute the stereotype of the absent black father. That's what I'm here to do. Because like I say, I know some great phenomenal men that despite having the ups and downs and the rigmarole with the baby mama or the ex-wife, 
they still try to step in and take care of their children, despite the circumstances. I wish, you know, I wish I would have had time to make a, a, a slideshow, do a collage of, of all these, these beautiful black fathers that I see with their children. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to take the time. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do a whole collage for all the beautiful black men that do take care of their children. And then I'm also going to do a collage of the deadbeat fathers. And then I'm going to do a collage of the mothers that, even though they're no longer with the fathers, allow the fathers to be in their children's lives. And then I'm going to do a collage of the bitter baby mamas. That would really ruffle some feathers, wouldn't it? Oh, well. That's what I'm here to do on Black Girl Interrupted. So, yeah. So, again, going back to the stats, 2.7 million fathers, Black fathers, do reside in a household with the children. Only 1.7 million do not, but are still active in their children's lives. Hence, Black people only make up, what, 13%, 13 or 14% of the population? So it's a whole hell of a lot of fathers that are active in their children's lives. And again, you can't argue with numbers. You can't argue with stats. Talk to the CDC about that. Talk to the Census Bureau about that. So that's what we're doing tonight. We're refuting the stereotype of the absent black father. And we're also discussing bitter baby mamas. Like I say, I'm not here to, I'm not discrediting that all black men are, are deadbeats because some of y'all are. And I'm going to say that again. Some of y'all are absolutely some deadbeat fathers. My son's father is absolutely a deadbeat. And I will say that. I will not say his name, but he, he knows who he is. He's a deadbeat. My 18-year-old, her father, a deadbeat. A deadbeat. Do I, do I take accountability for laying down and having babies with them and I knew they wasn't shit? Yep. Yep. But one thing about me, I was never a bitter baby mama. Never. Never. But I wasn't going to kiss no ass either. So, let me go, let me jump off into this video real quick. Um, And I want to know, do y'all agree or disagree with what she's saying when it comes to Bitter baby mamas. So y'all let me know. Drop in the comments as this video rolls. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. Because I was just kind of, you know. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Because a lot of you are going to want to come on here and be combative. Yes, we know that there are single mothers in the world who bear the weight of the world on their shoulders because of a deadbeat father. We get that. What I'm about to say is to a marginalized group of people. If this don't apply, let it fly. You don't have to comment on here and tell me that it goes both ways. That's a given. Again, this message is to a very select group of people who need to hear it, all right? Some kids out here are fatherless because their mothers want to prove a point, and it's terrible. It's great. Some women are complete demons to men and then want to call them a deadbeat. You got some men out here who genuinely love their children, and they want to be around their children. They want to be there in their lives supporting them whichever way that they can but women some women want their way if i can't have my way i will make your life a living hell and that's on everything 
This is the mentality of some women and we gonna expose it. This is a queen to queen talk. Picture yourself in a women's convention, okay? We talking about this because this is going to strengthen us from within. You cannot go out here and try to control a man. If it did not work out between you guys, if he's choosing not to marry you, okay? Because technically, before you laid down, you probably should have secured the ring. But since things happen, and if it didn't go as planned, it's okay. Now a child is in the picture. So that means what? We can't always have our way and our wants to come to fruition when you got a child. Listen. A child needs a mother to stand in the gap and be mature, to put their needs before hers. Some women will allow a child to face hell in their life, be apart from their father, because they want their way. Oh, if you ain't gonna marry me, honey, if I ain't gonna get no ring, I can rest assured you won't see your child another day in his life or her life. It's terrible. And it creates grave effects for the child later on, but you're not thinking about that child. It's all about you. It's your world, big girl, ain't it? That's terrible. You're selfish. This is a self-check moment. You can't do that. Some women on top of that, oh, you know that he got plans with somebody new that he with? You want to control a man and treat him like a child by using his child against him. Um. Well, I know I said 6 o'clock. I'm at the mall. I'm still getting my hair done. It'll be 7.30. Oh, well, I ain't gonna be around there. I'm dropping him to my mama. If you wanna go get him, you could go get him from his mom, from my mama's house. It is what it is. You can't be nasty like that. And then get on social media, do whatever, and talk ill about somebody. And better yet, you got an even more grave thing that a lot of women wanna do. Oh, you don't wanna give me no ring? You don't wanna do? What well, a baby ain't yours anyway. Ah, uh -huh. well, she ain't yours. He ain't yours. It is what it is. So what? Okay, what? That's petty. That's petty. I'm going to tell you straight up and down because some people going to encourage you in that foolishness, okay? If he wanted to be with you, he just should have. Well, if he feel like that, all of y'all bitter and negative together. That's terrible. You don't brought innocent people in your situation to carry out this manipulation. It's wrong. Some men want to be in their children's life, but you are the hindrance. You want your way. You've been that way since a child. It's wrong. It's time to level up. Things in your, you're going to continue to face that same level of depression, that repeated cycle of up, high highs, and then low lows until you do right by some people. Some women out here, we talk about men being prideful. Some women owe some men some apology straight up. You owe them an apology. You need to understand that when you do things like that, the humiliation, particularly when you say, oh, the baby ain't yours. And he thinking that straight up and down that this is his child. But you bruise a man and you say, you know, I was just mad. No, 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 no. When you put that out in a public platform, understand the humiliation that's attached to it. A man may never come forth and tell you face to face what he is feeling, but some men are dying inside. Some men have a silent cry that only him and his brother know what he going through. Y'all wonder why the friends stop dealing with you. That man be dead inside because of something you're doing, trying to control him. And some of you going to hear this message and say, well, whatever. It is what it is that's nasty. That's rude and you need to pray against that spirit of pride in your life. Some kids out here are fatherless because you as a mother want to prove a point. Love you much. Baby, that tea right there was piping hot. 
that that tea right there was piping hot. And I agree with her. Because we as women, baby, when I tell you, we some bitter ass people. We are so vindictive. And like I say, this, this show tonight is, is not to discredit black women or discredit black men and, and bash women and say, oh, all of y'all are bitter baby mamas. No. But to the ones that are, this applies to you. Let that man go, girl. Stop using that baby. Stop using those cheering against that man because that man don't want to be with you no more. Stop bashing him to the child or the children. Stop doing that because you mad. Because you know what? When that child gets old enough and that child starts to see what you've done, that child's going to end up hating you and not the daddy. In this day and age, black women, we need black men in our children's lives more than ever. If we didn't need them then, hell, we need them now. We got to save our children. Our babies are dying in the streets. Let that man be active in his child's life. You know, they, they always, you know, like, like the song, like the saying goes, a woman can't teach a boy how to be a man. Stop doing that bitter baby mamas. Until you deadbeats. Yeah, I'm talking to the ones that make babies and leave because you didn't want to be a daddy. You should have wrapped your shit up then. You didn't want a baby, you should have covered your dick. Let me go on and say that first and foremost. Stop leaving these mothers, fathers. I'm sorry, let me change that. Stop leaving these children fatherless. Because you opted to walk out because you wanted to live your best life. The moment of conception until the time the baby comes into the world, it stops being about you. Your children always come first. And this is a message for every for everybody. You know, moms, dads, bitter baby mamas, deadbeat dads. This is a message for everybody. It stops being about you. You have to learn how to be selfless when it comes to raising children and having children because these babies don't ask to come here do we know from the gate that the man or the woman ain't shit you know it we just try to see past it we just hope that when they have a baby that they'll change you know things will get better when in actuality it gets worse for some situations not all but for some you know, you deadbeats, I have no respect for you. I have zero respect for you. I have zero respect for you when you go raise other people's children, but don't stick by to raise your own. My father was like that. My dad was a, he was a wonderful stepfather, but he was a horrible father. And I can see that. I can absolutely see that. You know, this is a conversation, and, and I'm not saying this to bash my dad, 
Because this is the conversation me and my daddy had. So to everybody that's tuned in, family included, don't come for me. Because again, this is the conversation that I had with my daddy before, prior to my daddy passing. When I was able to sit down and express to him how horrible of a, of a father he was. But he was a wonderful stepfather. In tune, he raised, he, he, he was wonderful to everybody else's children, but horrible to his own. So, so to the deadbeats, you need to sit down and you need to rethink. That son needs you, that daughter needs you. They need you in their life. I understand if, if you grew up without a father, but be different. Always strive to be better than your parents. Dig down deep and, and, and try to find the love that you didn't get it and, and give it to your children. I salute the stepfathers that step in because the stepfathers, y'all aren't recognized either. But I commend those that step in and raise another man's child or children. I salute those step parents. Or let me let's let's rephrase that. Bonus parents. I salute the moms that step in and, and become mothers to their boyfriend's children or, or to their husband because the baby mama is bitter. I commend you for that. I absolutely do. So anyway, enough of the mushy stuff. So back to that video. She's talking about the bitter baby mama syndrome. Do y'all agree or disagree? Because I, I, a thousand percent, when I first sat down and I watched the video, I was like, ooh, that tea was hot. You know, that, that burnt my, that burned my lips when she was talking about you better baby mama, stop using the child as a pawn. Stop trying to make this man's life miserable because you're miserable. Things didn't work out. Life happens. I know, you know, I know as women, you know, we have dreams and goals and, and we won't. Are, you know, happily ever after where, you know, you have children with a man you marry and y'all just live happily ever after. Sometimes it doesn't always work that way. It does not always work that way. Move on. Because you're not hurting a man, you're hurting a child. You're depriving your child of being able to have a father in their lives. You know, you're letting these random men come around, uh, around your children. Also, another thing, bitter baby mamas, stop telling your child to stop telling the daddy what goes on in your house. Let me, let me address that. Let, let me, let me get to that real quick. And like I say, this is not a bash women moment because if it does, like she said in the video, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. But I'm talking to the mothers, these bitter baby mamas that go and tell the child, don't be telling your daddy what goes on in my house. What if your child is being molested? 
by the man or woman that's in your house. And you're telling your child, don't tell the daddy what goes on or don't tell the mama what goes on. Why? Here it, it, it goes, it, that equates to whatever goes on in this house, it stays in this house. No. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Now you tell him, don't tell him what, don't tell him or her what's going on in your relationship. Because no, that's not the child business to go tell the daddy or to go tell the mama. Oh yeah, daddy got a new girlfriend or, or mama got a new boyfriend or whatever. No, that's not the child's place. It's not. But you wonder why these children are being molested under your roofs and they don't tell nobody because moms and dads have told the children, don't be going over there telling your mama or don't be telling your dad what goes on in this house. Stop it. Stop it. If you watch the news, you see all these children that wind up dead by the mama's boyfriend or the daddy's girlfriend. Because you didn't set up and you didn't told the child, don't you tell your mama or your daddy what goes on in this house. Stop. Let's stop with the bitter baby mama shit. Let's stop with the dead beat daddy shit. You don't want children, don't have them. You have them, take care of them. Take care of these babies. I'm going to say it once, I'm going to say it twice, I'm going to say it a hundred times. These children do not ask to come into this world. They do not ask to come here. Whew. Going back to these deadbeat fathers. Like I say, if it don't fly, if it don't apply, let it fly. So to you deadbeat fathers, because I, I want to talk about y'all. What causes y'all to walk out of your child's life? What causes you to say, I, I want to leave my child to be fatherless. I want to know. What, what the hell goes through your mind? What are you thinking? I think y'all are pitiful. Y'all are sad. Some of y'all aren't dealing with bitter baby mamas. Some of y'all are just assholes and just don't want to be dads. Some of y'all are. Some of y'all have told your children, oh, I'm going to the store and never come back. And why do you feel it's okay to pop back in your child's life when your child has made it? You deserve nothing. You contributed nothing to this child's life other than heartache and pain. That's all you've contributed to the child by walking out. Boys need their fathers. Girls need their fathers. We absolutely do. Men, and, and I talk about this later on in the month when I when I do my episode on black father-daughter relationships. And, and I, I, I really am going to delve deep into that as well as the black father-son relationships. But y'all are the first men that we're supposed to love. Y'all are the first men that is supposed to Show us what love and respect looks like. We're not supposed to be out here in the streets. Searching for what you were supposed to instill in us. 
And I'm talking to the deadbeat dads. I'm not talking to the ones that are active in their children's life. Because, again, I salute y'all. I absolutely salute y'all. But this conversation I'm having right now, like I say, is for the deadbeats. This is for the dads that are not active in their children's lives. Why? How could you be so selfish? How could you deprive that child of that necessity outside of food, air, shelter, clothing? You deprive them of a father. And again, some of y'all deadbeats, y'all aren't dealing with bitter baby mamas. Some of y'all are dealing with wonderful mothers that encourage you to be a part of your child's life. But you choose not to. But it's, again, it's so easy for you to point the blame instead of putting that finger back at yourself and saying, you know what, I, I, I really messed up. It's never too late to make amends. It's never too late to come back into your child's life and make it right. Just if you ever decide to do that, make sure it's for all the right reasons. Sit down and you need to hold yourself accountable and you need to sit down and, and, and explain to the child why you left. Be honest and say, you know what? I just was not ready. I was a coward. I tucked my tail between my legs and I walked out. And you prove to that child. You prove to that child that you're a changed person and that you want to be a part of this child's life. That goes back to the first Topic of discussion is refuting the stereotype of the absent black father. Again, numbers don't lie. People do, but numbers don't. And for black people to only make up 13 or 14 percent of the population, you have 2.7 million fathers that are in the household. And 1.7 million black men who are not in the household, but are still active in their children's lives. Unfortunately, we don't see that. We don't see that. They don't, they don't talk about that. They don't. And like I say, we, we're going to continue to refute the stereotype of the absent black father. We're going to talk about that bitter baby mama syndrome. But another thing I want to, I want to go to, I want to dispel the stereotypical portrayal of black fathers. I want to talk about how black fathers are portrayed in the media. I stress this. I say this all the time. You know, they don't show the, the Cliff Huxtables anymore. They don't show the James Evans anymore. Black fathers are portrayed as Game bangers, drug dealers, murderers, uneducated, ignorant, worth nothing. Some of you, some of the, the fathers pass away. 
So the mom is left to raise the child or the children on her own. By no cause of her own. People tend to forget that. And then the fathers that go off to prison, that make horrible decisions. You don't think about your child. You're only thinking about yourself and now you're locked away from your child for 20, 30, 40 years. I have a question though. And no, it's not posted, but I want people to, let me know in the comments. If a father's in prison, can he still raise his child from prison? I just want to know your thoughts or opinions on that. Drop that in the comments. Let me know. I want to know. That's a question. It's not a question that I posted. It was just one that just popped up in my mind. Can you still be a father even though you're incarcerated? Can you still teach a boy how to be a man from prison, from behind bars? I want to know what y'all think. I want, I want a, a poll on that. Yes or no? And why? Or why not? So while y'all y'all are thinking of those answers, let's let's continue on with dispelling the stereotypical portrayal of black fathers. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on must-haves to make spring your season, like twirl-worthy dresses for seventy-nine ninety-nine and under, fifty to sixty-five percent off effortlessly cool suits from Tommy Hilfiger and more, and sixty-five percent off Charter Club damask sheets and bedding. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in store today. Details at Macy's.com/pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. You go back to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I loved that show. You know, of course, I didn't like it. Y'all know why. I, I stopped liking it, but, but I loved it. You know, and I loved the fact how Uncle Phil stepped in and became a father figure to Will when Will didn't have a dad. And, mom, and Will's mom was left to raise him on her own. Do y'all think she was wrong for sending him to Philadelphia? I mean, to, to Beverly Hills to have a better life? Some women do do that, though. Some women do that. They send their children off for be to have better lives. Let's talk about that. Let's keep talking about the stereotypical portrayal of black fathers, like I say. When they do these, these music videos, that's what you see. You see fathers leaving. But another thing that they don't discuss is fathers being single fathers. Because the mama walked out. Because the mama wanted to go and live her best life. She wasn't ready to be a mom. It's not discussed. It happens. Maybe not as often, but it but it happens. You have single fathers out here that are raising children. There's a couple of them on my timeline, you know, that I'm friends with that are raising their children on their own. I talked to 
one of really one of my really close guy friends today that his wife passed away. So it was just him and his son. And he told me, he said, Ashley, that was the most difficult thing that I had to do was to raise my son on my own with no mother in the house. And when he told me that, that touched me. Because there are single fathers out here. I'm so sorry that you single fathers are not celebrated. But again, it doesn't fit the narrative. You know, Big Brother will say that's happening more now. Right. You're absolutely right. Um, I for, And I should have, like I said, I should have posted the stats on that. But the numbers are there on in regards to black men raising, you know, being single fathers has increased over the last 25 years, I want to say. I don't know the exact numbers on that, but um, it's happening, you know, and, and that's something that they don't portray in the media. Again, it doesn't fit the narrative, you know, where you see black men raising their children on their own. I have another friend who's raising his daughter, and she's so beautiful. She's a cheerleader. And he does it all. Very active in his daughter's life. So when it goes back to the stereotypical portrayal of fathers, I hate they took off. Like when it, when it came to good times, I hate they killed James. Because see, when, when they did it, you removed the father from the household, which is what they continue to do now. This is absolutely what they continue to do now. They're no longer dis they're no longer showing black fathers raising their children. Whether they're in the household or whether they're out of the household, they don't show that. Because again, they've portrayed black men in the most negative light. And that's what they want y'all to keep thinking about black men. That black men are nothing. That black men are worthless. That all they'll ever amount to is selling drugs and going to prison. That's what they portray in the media. That they walk away. So I got another clip because I do want to go into and I because I, I want to celebrate you fathers. Again, Father's Day is coming. And I want to celebrate y'all, you know, not just on Father's Day, but I want to celebrate y'all before Father's Day because y'all are dads every day. So here is a classic clip from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Lou, if you walk out of Will's life now, don't you ever come back. Sit down. I ain't got time for no lecture. I said sit down, Lou. You know, Will was doing just fine until you showed up. But now that you're back, you have responsibilities to him. Look, we're still gonna take the trip. Oh, bull! Bull! Will is not a coat that you hang in the closet, then pick it up when you're ready to wear it. His life goes on. He's not supposed to be here for you. You're supposed to be here for him. You get off my back. You think I want this? It just happened. 
Now, when Will was a baby, I was scared. Oh, Cut was... the crap, all right? Cut it. Because I've been there. But I didn't run out on my family. I was there every day for them because that's what a man does. Fine, Philip. You win. You the man. You a better man than me. You happy? Now, you gonna tell Will or not? I'm not gonna do your dirty work for you. Fine. Uh, I'll call him from the road. Yeah, then why don't you do that? Yeah, I'll do that. Daddy out! What's up? Will, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Um, some business came up I gotta handle. So we're gonna have to put a, our trip on hold. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. That's cool. Just, just for a couple of weeks. Mm, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little longer. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Look, I'll, I'll call you next week and we'll iron out the details, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, yeah. It was great seeing you, son. You too, Lou. Yeah. Yeah, um... I'm sorry, Will. <laughs> you know what, actually, this works out better for me. You know, the Slimmies of Summer come to class wearing next to nothing, you know what I'm Will, saying? Will, it's all right to be angry. Hey, why should I be mad? I'm saying, at least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I hadn't wasted my money buying this stupid present. I'm sorry. I, you know, if there was something that I hey, could Hey, you do. know what? You ain't got to do no, nothing, Uncle Phil. Hey, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it, too, didn't I, yeah, Uncle Phil? Got through my first date without him. Right? Mm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him! I ain't need him then and I don't need him now. Will. Will. Now, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm gonna get through college without him. I'm gonna get a great job without him. I'm gonna marry me a beautiful honey, and I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm gonna be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that, because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? Even to this day, that episode just is so powerful. Oh, my God. Y'all forgive me. Y'all know I'm the biggest crybaby. <laughs> Y'all already know. But in that moment, so I, I want to discuss that, that, that particular scene. So Big Brother Will says, so they can show little boys that image. Right. And to keep the cycle going. Absolutely. That episode was so powerful, especially that particular scene in the end, you know, 
because that is exactly how excuse me that is exactly how children feel you know and again this is not just to fathers this is to you deadbeat mothers too you know oh let me get, let me collectively get my thoughts together let me collectively get it together because oh it's deep y'all you know like i say it, it takes me back you know when it comes to my son when i had my son on here you know my son was lucky and blessed enough to have male mentors in his life to help him become a man the man that he is today um but this is exactly what what you deadbeat fathers do and your deadbeat mothers do to your children this is the pain that you cause that particular scene of Fresh Prince of Bella, I had to show that tonight. Because the children are, are, are never thought about. They're never considered. They're always pawns in this horrible game of mommy be mean to daddy, daddy be mean to mommy. And the child is left in limbo. And like I say, this is not to say that there aren't deadbeat moms because there are. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Y'all know I'm absolutely transparent. But again, this is not about me. I'm talking about deadbeat dads versus bitter baby mamas. Your deadbeat fathers, like I see. Y'all make me so sick. But I pray that you get it together. Before it's too late. You know, you have some children that become, uh, what's the, they, they become numb to it. To it doesn't matter anymore. Then you have children such as my daughter that become depressed, that suffer from anxiety, that attempt to take their life because they're struggling to deal with the pain that the father has caused. That absolutely plays a, a, a major role and mental health. So I say this to say, I want you fathers to do better. I want you mothers to do better. I want us to be able to co-parent in the most, most healthiest way. Because as they always say, it takes a village to raise the child takes a village one mom is better than two moms is better than one five moms whatever you know two dads let's learn how to co-parent cool let's learn how to raise healthy beautiful black children in this cool unjust ass world 
So to the fathers that are in their children's lives, I love y'all. Y'all know I do. Y'all know Ashley loves y'all. To the deadbeat dads, go stand on 59 at 4 o'clock in the evening. To you bitter baby mamas, I'm so sick of y'all. I know some ladies right now that are bitter baby mamas that do not want the father in the child's life because she's mad. Because he's moved on. And you haven't. And at some point, ladies, we have to hold ourselves accountable for the men we lay down and have babies with. Some of y'all not ready to have that conversation. But I'm going to be the first one to put it out there. We're responsible. We're responsible. We see the signs. We see the red flags. But yet we choose to have a baby with him anyway because we feel like, oh, if we have a baby, oh, he's going to change. No. Babies don't keep men. Men only stay if they want to stay. So again, stop using these children. Stop it. Because like I see, you're hurting a child. You're not hurting you. You're hurting a child or the children. Stop putting the children in the middle of, of the drama. Stop doing it. Stop doing that. I really want y'all to stop that. Salute to the moms that do co-parent. That have accepted that the baby daddy has moved on. And you get along with the new wife or the girlfriend. I salute you women that do that. Salute to the single fathers that are still active in their lives, even though things didn't work out with you and the baby mama. And you get along with the new boyfriend or the new husband. And y'all are collectively raising the child or the children together. I salute y'all. I do. My hat absolutely goes off to y'all. It really truly does. So I want y'all to drop in the comments. What can we do to collectively co-parent? Without all the, the craziness. What can we do collectively? Y'all let me know in the comments. Drop in the comments. Let me know. Oh, so I rolled into the last discussion for tonight. Black fathers do matter. Y'all matter. Y'all matter. Regardless of, let me, let me, let me tip back really quickly. Regardless of what the stereotypical portrayal is of black fathers, I've debunked that myth with numbers and stats. I did that. Again, 72 or, is 72 or 73% black men are active in their child's life versus white men is 60%, Hispanic men 45%. Mm -hmm. 
But again, that's not what they want y'all to see. That takes me back to Tuesday night's episode when I say why white America fears the black man. They love putting a black man down. They love that. It fits their narrative. And it's not always the white man. It's the black man that does it. That tears the, the black man down. And we tap dance for all of them. We do. So that stereotypical portrayal of black fathers saying that black fathers are nothing and, and like I say, black fathers always walk out and leave the mama. That's just what the media wants you to see. That's the image they want to etch into our young black boys' minds and that's what they want little black boys to believe. And as Brick Brother Will said, to keep the cycle going. That's why they do that. But think about your Cliff Huxtables, your James Evans, even George Jefferson. Even, um, I can't even, and I just was about to say the name of the show uh, where the uh, the father was, he, he had two sons and he ended up marrying a, a white woman. I can't remember the name of the show. I can't call it off the top of my head. But he was active in his children's life. They don't show, they don't, have shows like that anymore. You look at these new shows, it's always the mom raising a child by herself because the daddy left. Daddy went to prison. But they don't talk about how a mother is forced when the father dies. What is she left to do? They don't talk about that. Family Matter. Not, yeah, Family Matters is another show. But the show that I was talking about, Big Brother, I cannot recall the name, but the guy that was in the show, he played in white chicks, but he, um, I think the wife died and, um, he ended up, he had two sons and he ended up marrying a white woman and they collectively were raising the sons together. Um, it didn't stay on long. It, it was actually a really good show, but yeah, family matters, a great example of black father, black mother, in one household, collectively raising their children together. So thank you for that, big brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, but again, going back to dispelling, you, you have real-life fathers that are out there that really real-life do this. I don't give a damn what they show you on TV. I don't care what they show you in the media. <laughs> I know. First, and foremost, black fathers that take care of their children. Matter of fact, there's one that's commenting right now. Big brother Will. Salute. Takes care of his children. And I didn't know he was a pupo. Him a pupo, them grandbabies. But yeah. We have to dispel the, the stereotypical portrayal of black fathers. Let's start showing... Black fathers in a positive light. Let's start showing these black fathers that are walking their boy, their children to school. Let's show these black fathers that are going to these father-daughter dances. You know, one person in particular that I, I just, I he has gained so much respect for me over the years, Waka Flocka. 
I don't know if you guys watch Growing Up Hip Hop, but I just so happened to catch um, an episode where um, his wife's daughter, I think it was her birthday party, her 16th, her, yeah, her, her, her 15th birthday party or something, and her daddy didn't show up. But he stepped up and told her, you know, he loved her and everything. And, and, you know, he wanted, he was proud to have her in his life. So I salute Waka Flocka. Yeah, he, you know, he's a rapper and, and, and did his thing, but I salute him. Because again, they don't show that. They only show the negative side when it comes to black fathers, but negative, never the positive side. So I absolutely want to. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Continue to push that on the forefront and let you know we're not what you see on TV. Oh, you're welcome, brother, anytime, anytime. You know, no need to thank me. I, I always salute and show love. Um, necessarily you know as needed you know y'all need it and i just want y'all to know how much i appreciate y'all so that brings me right here black fathers matter so to my black fathers y'all know father's day is approaching on june the 20th so the same invitation i extended to the mothers for mother's day i want to extend it to the fathers Black fathers, please send DM me a picture or email me a picture of you with your dad or with your children. I want to celebrate y'all. I want to salute y'all. I want the world to see these beautiful black fathers. Not all of y'all are deadbeats. Some of y'all are dealing with bitter baby mamas. And some of y'all are deadbeats. But not all of y'all. So y'all send me a picture. Send me a picture of you with your children or you with your dad. I want to celebrate the black fathers around the world. So I am, ex I am extending that invitation. I will make that post tonight. I want the pictures. I want to see y'all with your kids. I want to see you with your, you know, and don't be sending me no old pictures. I mean, you know, I know sometimes, you know, children don't like to take pictures with their parents, but don't, don't, I mean, you know what? Just send me a picture. Send me a picture with your dad. Send me a picture with your children. Um, I want to celebrate y'all. I, I definitely want to, um, on my Father's Day episode, I want to recognize y'all. And that's what the show is going to be about on June the 20th. Um, June the 20th is me recognizing and celebrating 
black fathers around the world. Um, so I'm gonna post celebrities with their children. Um, I want just random Joes with their children. I want to see y'all with your babies. That's what I want to see. I want to celebrate you. I want to show you love. I want to give you your roses. I want to give you your flowers, whatever it is you want. I want to celebrate you every day because the, the fathers that are active in your children's life, that are active in their children's lives, you're not just dads one day out of the year. Your dad's 365, 366 if it's leap year. But, oh, I do. I want to celebrate y'all. I do. Because black fathers do matter. Single fathers, the fathers that fight every day to be in their children's lives, I salute you. I commend you with all the bullshit you go through. I commend you. I want you to know that I think you're doing an amazing job. If no one has told you today, I see you. I see you. I see you stepping up and, and being responsible. I see you owning up. Excuse me. I see you owning up to your mistakes. I see you going to the child and, and you apologizing to the child. I see you going and apologizing to the mother. And to the moms who were once bitter baby mamas and who eventually grew up, I salute you for making the first step to allowing a father to be in a child's life, even though the circumstances of the relationship didn't work out for you or the child, uh, you or the dad. I salute you for that, ladies. Again, this is a PSA for the deadbeats and you better baby mamas. Y'all ain't hurting nobody but the child. So stop playing. Again, women, you need to hold yourselves accountable because like I say, you knew when you laid down and you had a baby with him, you knew he wasn't shit before you got pregnant. So don't act like you all surprised that he walked out and left you and left your child fatherless. Again, this episode was, was not to bash women. You know, it, it was not. It was to address the situation, the, the situations that I see daily that come across my timeline where I see these bitter baby mamas that are, are, are bashing the dads. And then I know the dads. And I know the dads are trying to be in the children's life, but you just refuse. Because you're still angry. Let that hurt go, sis. Let it go. Because like I say, when that child gets older and that child starts to see that you are lying all this time, that child is going to despise you. I don't want to say hate, but that child is going to despise you, resent you, because you kept him or her away from their dad when all he wanted to do was, was be there. You may not be able to reside or cohabitate in the same household, but at least learn how to co-parent. At least be able to step in and say, you know what? Come on, we, let's do this together. It is, you know, like I say, just, just going back and, and, and thinking of this. Coming up with tonight's topic was was absolutely 
a much needed conversation. You know, black fathers matter just like black mothers matter. You know, we always are, are, are going to be at odds when it comes to that. When it comes to deadbeats, are you a deadbeat dad? Or are you just dealing with a case of the bitter baby mama syndrome? You know, I'm going to continue to refute the stereotype of the absent black father. And I'm going to dispel the stereotypical portrayal of black fathers. That's what I'm going to do. So you tell me. If you have a story, drop it in the comments. Let me know. Are you a deadbeat? Or are you just dealing with a case of the bitter baby mama syndrome? Because sometimes it don't, like I say, the baby mama don't be bitter. You just ain't ready to be a daddy. And then sometimes, yeah, the baby mama's vindictive and wants to hurt you and wants to make your life miserable by dangling. It's like dangling a piece of meat in front of a lion. The moment he gets to it, you, you pull it up. And that's the way they do with children. So, yeah, it goes both ways. So, what we need to, like I say, what we need to stop doing is pointing fingers. Stop playing, stop with the blame game. And let's start taking accountability for some of the bullshit that we do. Because you can't keep creating these storms and then get mad when it rains. You can't keep doing that. You absolutely cannot keep doing that. Sure cannot. So I'm going to go right back here. Black fathers matter. Y'all do matter. The one, you know, single fathers that are, you know, out here raising these children on their own, you matter. The fathers that have stepped up and didn't run, I salute y'all. The ones that stopped and say, hey, you know what? I got to go back. This child needs me. I salute the fathers that fight for joint custody and get it. You know, I salute the fathers that go and say, you know what? To keep from, from dealing with, with the drama, let me go put myself on child support. I salute y'all for doing that to cut out the drama because what you women don't know is that the man can take you back to, to court for contempt of a court order for not allowing him to see his child. So you better baby mamas, if you're on child support, if you don't want to go to jail, you might not want to violate that court order by not allowing that man to spend time with his child. Come to some type of agreement in regards to picking a child up and dropping a child off. You should be happy, women, that a black man wants to spend time with his children. Because there's some out here that won't. And then you had these women that go in and feel like they won because they didn't have a baby and he's active in, in their child's life. Oh, no, baby. It's only a matter of time before he walks out on YouTube. So stop thinking you're winning, ladies, by laying up with somebody else's baby daddy and you co-signing for the shit and you're not encouraging him to be active in his child's life. Especially if you know he's not having issues with the baby mama because sometimes the men do lie and it don't always be the women. It be, it's the men. So sit down and let's work it out. Let's, let's come to some type of agreement 
Let's figure out how we're going to co-parent. And let's do this in the most collective and respective way. In the most healthy way. Because this is exactly what these children need to see. That even though things didn't work out with mom and dad, they're still able to co-parent in a healthy manner. So let's do that. Let's collectively sit down and let's do that black men and black women. Hmm. Don't say your girl Ashton trying to tell y'all. Like I say, I was never a bitter baby mama. I never prohibited my children from being with their fathers. But I have to take accountability because I knew them, them, them Negroes was, wasn't shit when I had babies with them. So I got to eat that. So I can't expect anything different when I laid down and I knew exactly what I was getting into. So I blame myself. But you know what? I wouldn't change it because I, all of that, I have three beautiful, wonderful children that I love dearly and I'm absolutely proud of. And to their dads, don't come back in my children's life when they make it big. Stay where you are. Just a PSA. Just a FYI. Oh. So let's roll into the final thoughts for tonight. Because, baby, look here. Tonight, y'all, oh, we talked about deadbeats versus bitter baby mamas. Again, this was absolutely a much-needed conversation. Why? Because we needed it. The children needed it. You know, in, in the midst of everything, we have to grow up and be healthy to our children. We have to be positive to our babies. Our children need to see what it's like to be in healthy relationships, whether mom and dad made it or not. Stop injecting the poison in those children because we women are left to deal with you, the broken fathers and the men are left to deal with these broken mothers. If you're not ready to be a father, you know what to do. Wrap it up. Women, stop thinking a baby is going to keep a man or change a man. It's not, baby. You can't keep a man unless he wants to be kept. To the fathers and to the mothers, because both of y'all use the children as pawns in these wacky games that you want to play, these, these mental games, and a child is left hurt in the end. Stop doing that. It's unfair to the child. The child does not deserve your pain. And your bullshit. They don't deserve that. They do not. They deserve love from two parents. If the father or the mother passes away, that's an exception to the rules. But to the fathers that are still alive and choose not to, who you hurting? You're hurting a child. They are the victims in the center of all of this. 
when it comes to this bitter baby mama, deadbeat daddy debacle. Man, I know us women, we make it hard for y'all. I know we do. But know your rights. Know your rights as a father. Go fight for your rights. If you really truly love your child and you really truly want to be a part of your child's life, take it to court. Take it to court. And to you women, if there's a court order and you violate that court order, which is contempt, you can go to jail from withholding that child from the father unless it's deemed that being with the father is unsafe. But you have to prove that. You can't go on down on your emotions. The judge don't care about emotions. The judge wants evidence. You prove and say, hey, this is why my child does not need to go here. You have to prove that. You have to prove that. So you can't go in there and tell the judge, oh, I don't like his new girlfriend, blah, 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 that, that, this, that, and the third. The judge wants to, the judge doesn't care that you don't like the girlfriend. They care about the well-being of the child and what's in the best interest of the child, not what's in the best interest of the parent. Some of y'all need to learn how to decipher between the two because some of y'all don't. Put your emotions to the side and put the child first. You and dad or you and mom, y'all argue about that shit on a later date. Don't do it in front of the child. At some point, this has to stop. Because like I say, we need more black fathers in our children's lives. We need that. We absolutely need that. You got these kids out here killing each other. No sense of direction. Allow that man to be in that child's life. If anything, you're helping a child. Stop hindering the child. Stop crippling the child. And this goes to fathers and mothers. Not just the men. Like I say, I'm not, I'm not here to bash men and I'm not here to bash the women. I'm collectively talking to both. Take care of that child. Do what's in the best interest of the child. Absolutely. Do what is in the best interest of the child. Think about them. Think less of you and more about them. That's my final thoughts for tonight, baby. So y'all already know. Black Girl Interrupted is live every Tuesday, every Thursday night. 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You already know where to follow me. You can follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Subscribe to Black Girl Interrupted on YouTube. Excuse me. Uh, Black Girl Interrupted is available on all the streaming platforms. Don't forget. Um, let me see. Can I put it up here real quick? I think I forgot to load it. But don't forget, June the 12th. Black Girl Interrupted is hosting the first annual Women's Empowerment Conference. Head over to Eventbrite. Get your tickets. The event is absolutely free. 
come get empowered, encouraged, and uplifted with some beautiful, strong women, including myself. I am actually the host <laughs> of it, and I'm so excited. Also, June the 19th in New Orleans at Thrive, we are hosting the Juneteenth Black Expo of 2020, Black Business Expo of 2021 that is in New Orleans. That is on Juneteenth. June the 19th starts at 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Your girl, Black Girl Interrupted, will be in the building, babe. And I am going live. So I want y'all to tune in with your girl. Check out some of the businesses. Look at some of the people that are going to pass through. Like I see, I'm going all the way live for this event. Again, if you're in the New Orleans area or surrounding areas, come out, support myself and 24 other beautiful black vendors that will be participating in this event. So don't miss out. I will post it again on my Instagram. I will post it again on my Facebook. But y'all come show your girl some love. Like I say, I do this for y'all. I appreciate all the love and support that I get from you guys week in and week out. It is absolutely appreciated. I cannot say thank you enough um, for giving me the fire to keep going. I, I really do. I, I honestly do. Um, like I say, this is it's it's amazing for me to be able to utilize my platform to have uncomfortable conversations in a on a safe platform in a safe space um with no judgment and um and lots of participation and activities so i absolutely salute you guys um don't forget tuesday night 8 p.m central time 9 p.m eastern time i will be talking about black men and mental illness so anybody that wants to be a guest if you want to come on you want to share your story send me an email i will post it on my facebook page i will post it on instagram um send me an email let me know if you want to come on and if you feel comfortable sharing your story um i have a special guest that's coming on with me actually it may be two um, special guest that's coming on with me Tuesday night to discuss black men and mental illness and how we can remove the stigma surrounding it. Um, so again, y'all don't forget Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Go subscribe to Black Girl Interrupted on YouTube. Leave a comment, leave a review. Let me know what you thought about tonight's show. Leave in the comments. Let me know what you would like for me to talk about. I'm always open. I'm always looking for guests. So on that note, I do want to say thank you guys. I love you so much. Um, And I will see y'all. Matter of fact, I'm actually doing a show this Sunday. I take that back. I'm doing a show this Sunday. So um, I hope to see y'all Sunday about five o'clock. I am going to be talking about Dana Fletcher. Um who was killed in Alabama. And of course, um, it was not broadcast, but um, I'm hoping to get the wife on um, to spread awareness to get um, Alabama to reopen, the Department of Justice in Alabama to reopen um, the case in the murder of Donna, Don, Dana Fletcher. So 
I will see you guys Sunday at five o'clock. And again, don't forget Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, I will be talking about black men and mental illness. So see you Sunday. Love y'all. Have a good night. Hey, it's Kayla, and as a self-proclaimed foodie who loves to cook, I have a hard time grocery shopping. That's because produce has always been hard to find. But recently I discovered 80 Acres Farms, and they completely changed my mind. They bring crisp, delicious salad greens and herbs straight from their farm to the store within days of harvest, not weeks, so they stay fresher in your fridge for longer. I mean, how many times have you gotten produce, put it in the fridge, the next day it's completely wilted? Not with 80 Acres Farms. Just see what I'm talking about at 80 Acres Farms and you can get their produce at your local Kroger. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, We're all for literacy.